Welcome to Choose Views with Richard Chu. Get ready to dive into a world of insightful conversations and thought-provoking discussions. As progressives, our job is to have an all-inclusive, full-on assault with all of our players. A show that will focus on moving our political, social, economic, gender, and cultural conversation forward. And all of our players means all of our players. It's Choose View. And now, here's your host, Richard Chu. Good Friday morning, everybody. Good Friday morning and first of March, 2024. And yes, this is Choose View, 773-763-9278. Um, I don't, I may not sound like Richard Chu, but I am with, uh, I'm still Mr. Snotty Face this morning. So, um, we're going to plow ahead and, uh, bring you the a good show today on this first day of March. I always love it when March 1st gets here, no matter what the weather is. I love it because it says, okay, spring is right around the corner. It truly is. And, you know, we're 20, 21 days away from the first of spring and we get, um, the time change is going to happen. All that good stuff. Second place in March. And, um, St. Patrick's Day, and you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, die the river. Uh, we're gonna see a lot of activity with baseball, both on the both with the White Sox and the Cubs here locally. And for those of you who are in other markets, your teams are are, are ramping up for another great baseball season. So March is a March is kind of a demarcation uh, month for me uh, because it's the one that says. For those of us who love our winters but really love our spring and summer, it's on its way. So excited for you guys who are, like me, looking forward to spring, and I am most definitely going to soak it all in. But March 1st is here. It's a Friday. And um, also, we made it through a month of, of, of uh, shows. My goodness. I was uh, you know, asking myself last night, it's like, Boy, oh boy, uh, Mr. Snotty Face is going to go in tomorrow and, 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 and do this, this, uh, fourth week show. And, uh, heck, I'm, I'm happy about it. So, um, I, I, um, I suited myself up, armored myself up and said, let's get in here and do choose views because it's March 1st and it's the, it's the end of the first full month of our new show. And I'm extremely thankful to all the people who support us. Uh, and both personally, professionally, and, and, and otherwise, and particularly so many of you who follow us now on, on um, our various uh, social media outlets, and it's, it's amazing. Um, of course, we're here at AM820. We are also on Facebook Live. We're on TuneIn. And uh, as I said yesterday, um, this week we're up on um, Twitter Stream. So what a blessing. And I, and I take it, I take it seriously and I, and I stay, remain humble with this opportunity. So, um, I know we're going to have some calls today because it's Friday and we got a lot, go- we have a lot going on that I know you guys are going to want to talk about. So again, as always, a number is 773-763-9278. So here's some, uh, quick highlights. The house passes a stopgap spending bill, uh, to prevent a partial government shutdown this weekend. Uh, so that's that has been approved by the House. A, a vote of 320 to 99 will give the lawmakers more time to resolve differences on funding bills. The Senate uh, could take up the measure as soon as uh, well would have been last night under the terms of the deal. Uh, the money for the bills will be covering the six federal agencies um, that will be extended to next Friday the eighth, and um, another six agencies will be extended until March 22nd. But, you know, they got to stop kicking the can down the road, as we've talked about before. Um, Ford and Tesla are kind of uh, shaking hands. I won't say they're partnering, but they're kind of shaking hands on some things that they can do as it relates to their charging uh, mechanisms. So the Ford EV owners will soon be able to use Tesla's supercharging stations thanks to an adapter 
that the company is making um, that will be available. Actually, it'll be available today from what I was reading yesterday. Um, that will give Ford the ability to have access to over um, 50,000 of the stations that are across the country that are Tesla uh, network stations uh, across the U.S. and Canada, I should say. And um, that could spark, based on the analysts, um, a little bit of uh, uptick in the sluggish EV market, given that Ford is um, uh, the biggest domestic producer of EV, EV vehicles. Say that 10 times fast, or just three for that matter. So um, even though Ford is cutting back on its production of the F5, F-150 Lightning, um, they are um, they have made this uh, agreement or handshake with Tesla to use their technologies for charging, uh, and I think that's a good thing. I think that the, the to, to corner the market on the on the charging. I mean, there's no question about this. Uh, Tesla has the largest share of the EV market, um, and that's largely because that's all they produce. You know, they don't they they didn't start off producing um, you know uh, uh, combustion engine vehicles. So they started off in this space, so they should be leading because they they took the they, they they took the benefits of the government, the U.S. government particularly, and and forged forward. Um, but I think as it relates to charging, my, my wife and I were talking about this last summer that. The charging part of this industry is really where there's opportunity for entrepreneurs because um, the, the, I don't see elect, uh, I don't see EVs going backwards necessarily. I do see other companies picking up, and that's been, we've got we've got a number. We got Lucid, we've got Rivian. Um, the domestic carriers are, are are building out there part of the marketplace. But I think the real upside here is from an entrepreneurial standpoint and from a safety slash um, convenience standpoint is the charging station. So we don't own a an electric vehicle. Um, some of our family members do, but um, that's what I think is, is an opportunity here in this space. Uh, as we're speaking about cars, car loans have been, are the, have been the hardest to get in years uh, based on a report from Bloomberg going back to 2020. Car loan approvals have been down to, uh, to its low, lowest level since August of 2020. And some of that's tied to the interest rates, but some of that's also tied to, believe it or not, the availability of vehicles. So um, I, I think that there may have been some selectivity in terms of who's been able to purchase vehicles uh, during and post-pandemic, but that's, left, that's yet to be seen. I just think that uh, interest rates are probably, uh, or loan, loan rates are the, are the primary reason for that. Uh, let's see. Gaming. Um, Electronic Arts, the maker of Apex Legends and The Sims, is laying off 5% of its workers. That's an estimated 670 people, um, and largely due to just a reduction, strangely enough, in uh, their game production. But that was tied to the number of, pe- of people who were uh, working remotely during the, the, during the, um, the height of the pandemic. So just one of those uh, updates if, if you're a gamer. And uh, Oprah is winding down her tenure at uh, Weight Watchers, formerly known as, well, as her tenure at WW, uh, <laughs> formerly known as Weight Watchers. After eight years on its board of directors, uh, she will not seek re-election this coming May. Um, and she said that she uh, will also donate her shares in the company to the National Museum of African American um, History and Culture. So... Uh, their stock price was down 20% on the news when the markets opened yesterday. So clearly she had uh, a lot to do with the, the success of their, their shares. And, um, and kind of wrapping up here um, with some of the updates, news updates, if you will. 
If you're a Birkenstock person, uh, their sales have been uh, up in the U.S., and based on better than expected revenue for the fourth quarter of, of 2023, and a little bit of a price hike, but also a demand. And uh, what we're seeing is that from this report from CNBC, that the German sandal maker, um, which went public in October, saw an increase in sales of 22% over a year over year, going back to the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, well, once again, that that's the other side of the pand- pandemic, I guess you could say. Um, probably, I, I would gather that a lot of the sneaker manufacturers, I know that some of the um, home weight and, and exercise um, equipment companies saw a spike in their company's values um, during the pandemic because so many people, like me, for example, weren't going to the gym by virtue of um, the shutdowns and such. So even Birkenstock is seeing some increase in the purchase of their um, of their shoes uh, because of the fact that more people were walking and, and taking care of their their lower extremities, if you will. So, guys, here we are. It's Friday, and uh, Snotty Face is working through this through this show, and I look forward to you guys calling in and, and rapping with the, with me about all that's happening. Um, so yesterday, I talked a lot about the Supreme Court's decision to take on um, to take on Trump's case as it relates to immunity, and I said very full full throated that um, even with my bad throat, that we can't sit back and whine about the fact that the Supreme Court did what they did. I think that they want to have their thumb on the scale, not necessarily in his immunity. And that may end up being that way, but I think they want to have their thumb on the scale as it relates to um, them making the quote-unquote final decision um, in a president being immune from uh, prosecution for actions taken while in office. I think they want to they want to set the precedent, and and I think that that's um, often in this case particularly it's ego based, but hey, it is what it is. That being said. The other part of what I was uh, you know, saying to you guys is we have to move forward as progressives. Full steam ahead. No matter what the Supreme Court does in this case, and the, you know, when, when they start the, the actual uh, um, uh, trial in April, between now and then, this is, is not a time to sit down, sit on your hands, and whine about it. We can't change what they do, but we can change who's there. And the way we change who's there is by making sure that we galvanize full steam ahead and get out and vote and bring five people with you. That is the solution, guys. It's not whining about it. I'm telling you, that ain't going to do a darn bit of good. We have to be uh, as a collective strong unit. There are more of us than there are of them. No matter what video you watch from some, I I saw this one, um, a guy, he was doing an interview, uh, Henry, and thanks for getting that stuff um, lined up. Henry's been bouncing back and forth this morning between studio and engineering room. Um, But I watched this video of this woman that was being interviewed at at a Trump rally sometime in the recent uh, weeks. And it was uh, talking about, actually, I think it was this week with, with, with regard to the um, SCOTUS decision to take on his, his immunity case. And the guy was asking the lady, you know, so what's your, what's your thought about all this with regard to the Supreme court and January 6th. And she was as cold as ice saying, if, we, if it means, if it means uh, life and treasure, and if it means that, that, uh, that people are, uh, are going to give their life for this man, then that's what it is. That's what we have to do. And it, then it, it goes back to the studio and Nicole Wallace was talking to the guy that held the interview and she had this look on her face like, 
I don't know what to say. So that means that we, those of us who are progressive liberal Democrats, have to arm ourselves just as, as tight. And I don't mean for, for, for war, which this woman wanted to call it, but we have to arm ourselves to get out and do the thing that we have full control over, and that's voting and bringing more people with us and staying vigilant. And like I said yesterday, look in the mirror and ask yourself, have I done everything I can do? Did I leave it all on the field? So we're going to go to this first break. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, we're back. Um, Listen, today, uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to remind you guys of is that we're going to have uh, Allison Longenbach calling in um, as our guest uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. So you might want to tune in for that. She is a newly elected, now that it's it's, almost, it's a year, uh, coming up on a year, elected city council uh, person in Naperville. And she's going to talk a little bit about what's happening out there, but also she's going to talk a little bit about getting involved in l- elections outside of your immediate area. Uh, so uh, I look forward to having her on, and you guys want to listen to what she has to say as it ties into what I call our purple plan. Um, there's one thing I forgot to say before we went to the break, uh, but I, I blew through it, so I, I'm glad I didn't take any more time. But Tom Skilling said goodbye last night. Uh, his last broadcast, joined by colleagues past and present, Skilling's poignant farewell broadcast took uh, took over the entire 10 p.m. news hour uh, with recollections and video highlights from his nearly, check this out, guys, half century at the station. Almost 50 years at WGM. Um, so, you know, Tom, Tom Skilling, I don't, I don't even know what to say. You know, you don't even have to be from Chicago. And many people know him that are not from Chicago because of G, uh, WGN's broadcast um, all over the country and in parts of the world. So Tom Skilling is, is well known in the, um, in the, uh, the uh, broadcast industry, but specifically as, you know, the weatherman, you know, kind of a, um, a, a staple face and name and, you know, we joke around about, about uh, he loves his job because every time he gives us a broadcast, he seems excited, you know. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's moving on. He says, thank you from the bottom of my heart because this line of work, no one watches us. We don't have a job. Uh, if no one watches us, we don't, we don't have a job. So he thanked everybody for the uh, 45 extraordinary uh, loyal years of viewership. So I meant to mention that before the break, but there we go. So it's Friday. Mondays are our budget tip Monday. Uh, Wednesdays are um, useless bits of information. And Fridays are fun things to do in Chicago. So listen, guys, um, you know, this is going to be a nice weekend. So get out and about. If you're in the city, um, then you should take on the river walk. It's a nice thing to do. It'll be warm enough to enjoy it without freezing your backside off. Uh, hop on down to the Museum of Science and Industry. They've got some new uh, exhibits. And um, if you're going to be over by the waterside, check out the Shedd Aquarium. So I love my city. I love talking about my city. I'm thankful to have, uh, you know, been been here for such a long time, born here, uh, raised here, and 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 in um, in parts of Michigan, uh, southwestern Michigan. But I love our city. I've always loved the skyline. I've always been proud of Chicago. And so my little gift every Friday is going to be something to think about to do if you're out and about. So enjoy the river walk. Check out the Museum of Science and Industry and, of course, the Shedd Aquarium. Um, so moving on to some of the news items that are happening, um, based on what we talked about yesterday with regard to uh, the Supreme Court case on, on Trump's immunity, I really think what you guys have to pay attention to is I th- 
this is my connective tissue observation. I may be wrong on this. I actually hope that I am, but I'm just looking at how the tea leaves are going to uh, affect the uh, the dominoes, and that's this. I do believe that Judge Eileen Cannon down in Florida, who is um, involved with the documents uh, theft case for Trump, um, that Jack Smith is also prosecuting. I do think that what she got was a tremendous amount of cover, a tremendous amount of um, of help, if you will, to not look biased or partisan in some of her rulings, because I think that, and some some of my um, legal experts that I follow have, have kind of leaned into this as well. But I think Eileen Cannon is probably going to uh, press pause on the documents case because the word immunity is a tipping point word in the January sixth case that the Supreme Court is now going to hear. So I think that her position is going to probably be that due to the fact that the Supreme Court is holding, is going to hold court on the immunity case, that this case somewhat falls under the same purview, which is that a president is immune from his actions while in the White House. And if that's the if that's how she's going to try to read it, read into this, she's probably going to take the cover that she's going to pause this case because Donald Trump is being um, she's going to pause this case until the Supreme Court makes their decision because she doesn't want to uh, let a case go forward that says that he could have actually taken those documents. That's a subset of the case that's being handled uh, under the immunity clause or the immunity uh, conversation that they're having to create an immunity clause. I don't know. It, it's, a legal, it's a legal rat's nest now that the Supreme Court took this case. And that's what I think has frustrated so many people. That um, the documents, I mean, we, the, the, we got evidence of documents all over the floor. And he, and he says that he doesn't, he doesn't, he's never said that uh, he didn't do it. Um, he said that he was entitled to do it. So she's going to take the position that, he was, that, that we're going to press pause. I just do. I'm repeating myself, but that's, that's how serious this is. But, you know, guys, I go back and I say this over and over again because it's true. We have the control to change this going forward. We can't change the past in terms of elections that were lost or elections that were, you know, in some people's mind may have been uh, tainted when we go back to 2016. But I go back even further and say we have we have the power in our hands now to change as we go forward. Let's use what Michigan has done and, and as a, tri- a trifecta state. Let's. Um, Let's use that as a way for us to say we get more states where we have the governor's mansion, we have lieutenant governor, we have AG and secretary of state, then we're going to be able to do some stuff. And I think that then lost itself to the federal level. So, you know, I just wanted to put that to you guys. Now, conversely, I don't I see the Alvin Bragg um, election uh, fraud case in New York. I do see that one going forward. The only thing that will stop that case at this point that I think could happen potentially is that um, they'll try to they'll try to do what they did to Fonnie Lewis in Fonnie Willis rather excuse me down in um, in Atlanta. So just think about this for a second. We got four cases. The immunity case uh, for J six is now on pause. I think that Florida is going to be further on pause. And the let's throw as much dirt and garbage on DA Fonnie Willis. That case is is on pause. Um, and in, you know, this is one of those moments where we've got to gird our loins, frankly, and say, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to get out and vote. 
and we're going to bring people with us. But back to what I was saying about uh, D.A. Alvin Bragg in New York. Unless they create some BS that they want to try to do the same thing with him that they're doing with D.A. Fonnie Lewis and try to dirty him up, I don't see that case. Um, I don't see that one catching any of the slowdowns. Um, it's also, ironically, the le- the lesser of all the four cases, but it is actually the first one of bis- of misbehavior. When you think about it, the first that that's the first action that took place, and that was Trump interfering, um, writing checks from the White House. You're going to realize that everybody thinks that this all took place prior to the election. The action took place prior to the election, but the cover up took place right up to and after the election. So uh, that's where, and and I don't see. The one thing, the one thing that I thought about, the one thing that I did think about as it relates to the Alvin Bragg case, is now that the that the Supreme Court has said that they're going to look at the case regarding presidential immunity. Um, I I wonder if what we'll see is Trump's people deciding to go after that case because his writing of the checks while in the White House, or certainly having been elected president. He was immune from any prosecution for covering up the election fraud actions that he took. Um, that's the only window that I see happening there. That they'll try to petition the court to say, now that the, that the Supreme Court, and this is the fallout of all of this. This is the one area that I looked at yesterday. I thought about it and I thought about it and I said, damn, as much as I don't think that, that the Alvin Bragg case is going to get slowed down, slowed down. Um, that's the one little bit of daylight that this is an action com- uh, committed by a president that falls under the immunity and that, that they will petition the court to say this case should be um, uh, should be stayed until the Supreme Court makes a decision. I think what will happen is because of the fact that his actions took place in and around uh, prior to the election itself, that he wasn't president at the time, but his actions afterward were similar to the ones prior. So it's, it'll be interesting. So watch that guys. You know, if you, you may, you may have heard it here first that I think that, uh, that could be what, what goes down. Um, I see you guys are already, um, ringing the phones. I love you for that. Um, but as, as, as we always know, we have a break that we need to take. So we're going to hit a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll grab a few calls and we'll keep moving forward. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views and we'll be right back. It's Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Welcome back, guys. This is Choose Views. If you're just tuning in, the number is 773-763-9278. Let's, uh, let's grab a call right out of the gate. Let's uh, talk to Diane in Arlington Heights. Good morning, Diane. How are you today? Oh, slightly confused because I keep on going down rabbit holes. Uh, <laughs> well, stay away from going down rabbit holes. I will tell you that they will, will take up all your time. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. And I actually, I wanted a program I wanted to listen to early in the morning and be careful what you wish for. So, <laughs> Well, I'm going to just keep doing my best, Diane. Okay. Um... I think I have the first I play games and I see in pictures um, or I like to do both, whatever. Um, I have an example what I think is the first time fake news came out. Okay. 
Okay, I can give you a bunch of clues. All right. No, just tell me. I'll, just tell me what it is, because we got a we got a bullet train okay, running this morning. Got it. Um, November third, nineteen forty-eight, from the Chicago Tribune. That was a right-leaning newspaper, and they um, Dewey. Wait, Truman and the newspaper Chicago Tribune did not. They were opposites, left and right. Mm-hmm. And the headline, the headline is Dewey defeats Truman. And yeah. that was on their early edition. And uh, Truman said after that, they, that ain't the way I heard it. Well, here's what's interesting about that, Diane. And thank you for the call this morning. We're gonna we're gonna keep bumping through. Uh, Diane makes a good point uh, about that. She's what her, her her headline on this is the first bit of fake news. Now there could have been prior to that, but and we're looking at things that we can reflect on in our general lifetime. Um, that was a headline that was all over the country. And if you look back in history, uh, and my man Kurt from Ohio will probably have something to say about this. Um, you'll see that that was definitely one of those early, um, we'll call it, if we don't call it fake news, we'll call it certainly, um, misdirection news, uh, at the time. And, uh, a lot of people were, uh, thrown off by that. So, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good point on Diane's part. So listen, guys, uh, this is one of the pieces that I wanted to share with you guys. And, uh, we got to talk about this, and then we're going to go to a quick, uh, quick clip. So the Am- Alabama, the Alabama legislature votes to restore IVS access. The votes in the House and the Senate in the state um, uh, come obviously a couple weeks after this, uh, nearly two weeks after this original Supreme Court uh, ruling came down. Uh, basically, is creating a space so that doctors will not be prosecuted. Um, for the handling or, as some people were, would say, the killing of embryos um, as a part of the IVF process. Uh, and, and I think that that's it's a sensible thing for the House to have in that state. Yeah, it's, it's a right-leaning, severely right-leaning uh, legislature. But I think they realized, and they probably, I'm making a little bit of an assumption here, but some of it's based on what was probably the logical thing that took place. I'm sure, Henry, that they got a lot of phone calls in the state of Alabama, the, leg- the legislators got a lot of phone calls about what the hell are you doing? You know, because let's face it, that's, it's, it's a, that's not a partisan, that, that treatment is not partisan. Okay. There are people on the left, right, and in the middle, and that clearly came out very quickly that that's something that doesn't, um, if, it, if there's anything about um, the use of IVF that's probably uh, stated, and I p- pointed this out the day before yesterday, it's the income disparity in who actually accesses and using it. But politically, um, it's, a nu- it's a neutral or nonpartisan or bipartisan issue because you saw some of the co- U.S. congressional leaders come out and they kind of stumbled through it. But meaning ones on the right stumbled through it um, and realizing that they got caught with their shorts down on this one, men and women, because this is something that their constituents on the right have used. Um, so I think that the legislature in Alabama made the right call here. We'll, we'll have to keep um, keep some eyes on what they where that goes. But I think they made the right call because it's not, not a partisan issue. And, also, and, and I think where they found themselves in a contradictory position is that they were saying, you know, if, if, if their position is, hey, listen, um, we're all about pro, uh, pro-life, uh, 
what's what's more pro-life, the embryo being maintained or a family being able to use it to have a child? So I wouldn't be surprised if their phones were buzzing the last you know week or so. But I, w- I just wanted to kind of lean into that with you guys. Um, so and in the um, in the conversation about what's happening at the border, at the southern border, let me be clear. I don't want to slip into that. Um, lazy speak about speech about the border. Uh, both um, President Biden and Donald Trump went to uh, the southern border yesterday, and we heard the clip from President Biden saying to Donald, "Listen, get your boys and girls in, in place um, because we got to get this done." Now that, that's what a leader does. I mean, he didn't really point fingers at Trump. He could have said, "Hey, man, you didn't get the wall done. You you preached about the wall." You didn't get it done, and you had all the you had what you needed to get it done. You didn't get it done, and you're so called the builder. He didn't get it done, y'all. You know he didn't. He could have gotten it done if he were really gonna if he had the business plan to get it done. He ran the government, so to speak. Didn't get it done. That's not that's not that's an irrefutable fact. But President Biden didn't go after him. He said, "Hey, man, get your boys and girls in order so we can get this thing done." The ones in Congress that you're directing to tell them not to vote on the border bill. Anybody on the right that wants to challenge me on that, I don't care if you're uh, center right, moderate, far right. I don't care. Maggot, triple hat wearing maggot fool. I'm address you down on that one because your boy said the border was the most important thing and blah, blah, blah. But he told Congress, he told Mike Johnson to have Congress, the Republicans in Congress, don't vote for the bill. I don't want Biden to get a win. That is not being patriotic and American. It wasn't. It's not. If it, if if it's about the border and safety in the United States, from that standpoint, the southern border, then how in the hell can you make it a political, further political issue than it already has become by telling the Republicans in the House to not vote for a bill? So we're going to play a quick tape that I want you guys to hear to further this conversation. So Henry, hit hit us with it. I think, I think the border is a very important issue for uh, Donald Trump, uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is uh, is really appalling. I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the very strange maneuvering by many on the right to, to, to torpedo uh, a potential border reform bill. If we have a bill that, on net, significantly decreases illegal immigration and we sabotage that that is that is inconsistent with what we told our voters we would do but it would be a, a pretty unacceptable dereliction of, of your duty i had a popular commentator four weeks ago that i talked to that told me flat out if you try to move a bill that solves the border crisis during this presidential year I will do whatever I can to destroy you. But I would acknowledge President Trump failed, along with Republicans, Paul Ryan and and, and the guys, they failed in 2018 to actually move a border security bill to tighten this so that we weren't dealing with this crisis right now. They failed to actually get the wall built. President Trump signed 12 continuing resolutions after he said he would never sign another one if they didn't give him the money to finish building the wall. Look, this stuff matters. It adds up. I call balls and strikes. Uh, This is not hard. Speaker says that if one migrant comes across the border, that's one migrant too many, and your bill doesn't do enough to completely shut down the border. Actually, it does completely shut down the border in many ways. So there you go, guys. They had the ball in their hand, um, and they listened to 45, 
And now we still are struggling with having a southern, having a bill that's going to protect the southern border. And when I say protect, I mean protected from the harm that's being caused by the folks that are that are uh, asylum seekers and migrants coming to the United States. So this is where I said where and why I said um, I'll, I'll take on any person, you know, right, center, right, left. I'm sorry, f- f- further right uh, in this conversation, because, you, you know, how do you call yourself a leader? And you tell people to not go for something that's going to protect the country. This is, do you all see the consistency, the pattern? You know, don't, didn't get the border uh, wall built, um, didn't provide funding, is pushing Congress to not vote on bills, um, wanted to, um, or lied to us about um, COVID and what he wanted to do about COVID. And it just consistently continues to be the same thing. And this is sometimes, and even even I'm susceptible. I mean, like all, any of us, I should say, susceptible to just wanting to hammer on this craziness and how people who are magas can be following this because the, the evidence is there. And now we got these failed. Um, you know, we've got a businessman who propped himself up as being this you know superhuman business person that ultimately was was scamming people. And scamming the, 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 the citizens of New York and, frankly, other, other communities. So how can you legitimately, other than if you are just that biased? So when I, when I hear this, when I, when I hear other folks do this, I always simply, I'll yell at the TV or I'll yell at the phone and go, here's why. When, how, here's, here's where this is coming from. We have a country that, whether Nikki Haley wants to admit it or not, it's been a racist, sexist, nationalistic country. It just is. And, and this may tick off a few people for me saying it this way. At the end of the day, the reason that all this hell is going on and why there's so many people who are so, are, are so up Donald Trump's behind with their loyalty is because at the end of the day, these people who are following him in that way, unrelenting, have a, a part of their core that's racist, sexist, and nationalistic. I'm going to say that. I will say that to two people or 2,000 or 20,000 people. We have a country that's built that way. It just is. And I'm disappointed in how many journalists don't have the capacity to lean into someone like Nikki Haley and say, are you out of your freaking mind? This country was built on these things. And that's what the, that, that's what it is. Because when all the evidence, when, when you look at the chart of the evidence of the things that Donald Trump has not, did not accomplish as president, has been saying and doing since he left the White House, starting with J6, that's all based on the fact that the core supporters of his movement, the maggots, that is a part of who they are. They're racist, sexist, nationalistic people. They just are. A part of them is that way. And... You all can push back on that. I want you to, to and prove me to be incorrect about that. Because the economics, the, the, and I say it because so many people who follow Trump and his whole Trumpism stuff are people who said during the 16 election and to some extent 20, 2020, that they were behind him because he was a great businessman and he was about all these things of success. But that's been, de, that been defanged. It has been. There's no question about it. It's been defanged. That's why there's so much litigation going on. Why is in court, particularly what's happening in um, the um, the New York case with uh, A.G. Uh, Letitia James. 
So it, it, there's only you know you, you, there's only another couple of possibilities, and I listed what they are: three things: racism, racism, sexism, and nationalism. And I've heard people say, "Well, yeah, well, what about the women that support him? Just because a woman supports someone doesn't mean that she's just because a woman supports someone like Trump. Let me be more specific, so I don't get in trouble. Uh, doesn't mean that she doesn't have some latent issues when it comes to uh, racism, or doesn't feel that that women should be in their place." Or are jealous of a Hillary Clinton and didn't vote for her because they were jealous of... It wasn't about her emails. It's because they were jealous of the fact that she was getting stuff done. So what, cra- what cracks me up are the women who are on the right that are of means, that are, that, that are middle, upper middle class, that vote for someone like Donald Trump. So then it can't be about economics. It's got to be about racism. You can't say it's about safety because um, if it's about safety, then you'd want to go with a, with a, a group of people that have provided safety for all of our country, not just segments of it. So we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to grab some of your calls. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views and we'll be right back. You're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, sports fans, we are back. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, if you're just tuning in. Happy to be here with you on this Friday, March 1st, 2024. First day of March, and uh, expecting some reasonably good weather this next few days, so get out and enjoy yourself here in the Chicago metropolitan area. Um, and I know that uh, my man, uh, Henry, is, is dealing with the folks who are calling in, so... I'm going to give him a moment to breathe before we jump back on to some calls. But um, I did want to hit this real quick. So I think it's it's really um, it's really important for us to understand that when we when we are thinking about the the challenges that are in front of us with this upcoming election, um, the thing that most people don't realize I shouldn't say most they don't realize most people maybe haven't thought a hell of a lot about is that the as I said earlier, that the the numbers of us are greater than the numbers of them. And I don't make this an us versus them conversation, but we have bigger numbers. And we have to use that. We have to come out, you know, full force and and strong starting now. We don't want to start, you know, I know that the, that the many people will say that the season, the election season doesn't really start till after the conventions, but this is not, we can't look at this as a, t- a typical election season, election year. It's not. So that's why I'm, I'm really encouraging everybody to get involved now and, and please roll up your sleeves and be ready for this. Um, but let's grab a, uh, a quick call. Uh, let's go to Bob in Indiana. Hey, good morning, Bob. How are you today? Hey, how's our Tom Hartman of Chicago land doing? <laughs> well, that is a very nice compliment. I'm doing, I'm fighting well, through. Well, it's real. Well, it's th- real. Thank you much. I, that's the way I see it. <laughs> uh, you know. Hey, but that's just me. Uh, but I got a little information. Okay, let me get ready to read it. May be of use. Okay. Um, uh, if you happen to be in Laporte County, Indiana, resident thereof, I would advise you to call the uh, county courthouse and. Uh, Get a hold of the operator and have have her transfer you to voter registration, and they will very kindly set you up for everything you need for vote by mail, 
so you can get that done and back to them early because that's going to be a key to uh, to uh, help cut out some of the hijinks in the mail is if we do that quickly if we're going to vote by mail. Okay. So they can call, they can call in to the uh, Laporte to the um, the county uh, courthouse. Did I get that right or no? Yes. Okay. I I did that yesterday, so they're already uh, accepting that. Now I don't know if that's the same in all counties. It may well be, but I know in Laporte County, uh, there you can already call in and get set up to get your paperwork going. Uh, for your mail-in voting, and it's the easiest thing on earth to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, 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 my God, they send you a stamped envelope, even. You know, hey Bob, it's easier than baking a it's it's easier than baking a pound cake, and that's pretty doggone easy. Uh, yeah, well, for me, <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I don't know if you remember your commercials. But when I go into the kitchen, it is pretty much like the Latroy Dragon. <laughs> if you can recall that. Oh, my god! That's gosh. pretty much how, how it works out for me. So keep me out of your kitchen. <laughs> well, we're going to okay? keep you out of our kitchen, but we're going to keep you in our, in our daily Choose Views thoughts. And we love it when you call in. You always bring some insight. And uh, like I say all the time, Bob, I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And you guys' contribution well, that, is... That, that's what makes you a Hartman. That's what makes you um, um, someone that that I consider you're a real know-it-all because you know that whatever it is that you're, the subject you're on, you can always learn more about it, and you love to learn more about it. Absolutely, I do. I appreciate that that compliment. Uh, my mother and father would be proud to hear that from someone. Um, you have no idea how proud they would be of that. So, my man, Bob, what, true. what you got going on this weekend? You doing anything special or you just taking it easy? I'll just be shambling around here like the old Detroit Dragon, as I always do. And, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of stuck at home until I get new wheels. Okay. So, uh, All right. Well, whatever you do, be safe and enjoy yourself. As I always say, get out and get some fresh air in your lungs. Thank you, Bob, for calling in this morning, and we wish you a successful weekend. Take care. You too. All righty, Bob. Bye-bye. What a genuinely cool dude. You know, that, that's, uh, Bob's, Bob's a nice man, and I appreciate his, uh, his compliments of me, but also of our show and what we're doing here and uh, just how we're, you know, as progressives in this radio space, trying to make sure that we are bringing you guys as much good information as we can and and hopefully as accurate as possible. So I, I really appreciate that. Uh, let's see. We have a break coming up and then we have a, have a guest um, in the second hour. So I don't want to blow through the breaks and I don't want to rush any of the callers who called in because um, and I don't want to do that to you guys because it's uh, it's important that we let you have some time. So we won't come to the calls right now. So sit tight. We'll get you after the break and after we have our guest, uh, Allison Longenbaugh, on this morning. But um, going back to something that Bob said about uh, Indiana, uh, the bigger picture here is know what you can do in the voting. Uh, I'm sorry, in the registration to vote space. Um, if you don't know what to do, I mean, we got the primaries coming up next on, on the 19th. And we're going to be, uh, just to let you guys know, myself and Joan and uh, Patty are going to be doing a 
in-studio broadcast from 7 to 9 p.m., uh, the evening of the primary. So we'll keep you guys uh, up to speed on what's happening with that. Um, but coming back to this uh, voter registration um, piece, Bob made a good point, and I appreciate his uh, getting us schooled on what's happening in LaPorte County. And uh, what I, I think the takeaway from this is know what to do in the area that you're voting in. And as I said before, we took Bob's call about um, – this is not an election that we have the luxury to wait until the summer after the conventions are over to get involved. We have to get involved now, and Alice is going to talk about this, but we also have to know where to go. So my suggestion is to take a little bit of, um, a little bit of schooling from what Bob said. If you're in a, in a, if you're, Cook County is a big, big county, the surrounding counties in terms of uh, Lake DuPage, Will, McHenry, uh, Kane, uh, and uh, was it Winnebago? We got we got counties, you know, that are collar counties that you know are big, but Cook County is the biggest. We kind of know what to do here in Chicago, but don't sleep on that, you guys. If you're listening to me in Texas, if you're listening to us in Pacific Northwest or in Florida or anywhere in the country that happens to be picking up this broadcast today, treat yourself. This is March first. It's Friday. Five minutes. Just Google, you know, a voter registration in my state. Something like that. It could be you know more specific, but just try voter registration in my state, um, and and find out where you got to go. If you're not if you're not sure that you're registered, if you uh, don't be upset for me with me for saying this. If you didn't vote in the last election, shame shame. But let's say that you didn't, and you're not certain that you're registered to vote. This is that opportunity. Let's use March first, or certainly this first week of March between now and next. Uh, next Friday, that you guys figure out where you got to go, what you got to do, no matter where you are in the country. That's something that you don't have to leave. Look, look, look at Bob. Bob is one of our respected senior dudes that's out there, and he's getting it done. So y'all who are in your 30s and 40s have no excuse. Find out where you have to go to get registered to vote if you think your registration might not be up to snuff. Uh, make that phone, Google it, and then make that phone call. Get registered. Make sure you're good to go. Um, and then that way, when we when we get to the heart of the season, that's a box that you've already got checked. So game plan, get registered to vote. Second part of that is get involved with the voting process um, and helping other people who might, might be uh, uncertain as to what to do. We're going to take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to have uh, one of our, our sisters in in uh, in uh, local politics, Allison Longenbaugh chat with us a little bit about what's happening out in Naperville, but also some tips that she has for us when it comes to uh, getting involved in, in other elections and getting involved with some grassroots uh, things. So the number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, and we will be right back. It's Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hey guys, we're back. This is Choose View 773-763-9278. And of course, I'm Richard Chu. And throat and voice are holding up so far. Uh, but in the meantime, we have a guest that's uh, on the line with us that is going to take us home in the conversation about what's happening in Naper- Naperville politics, but also our conversation that's important right now as it relates to grassroots work in the upcoming elections that we're all going to be voting on. Welcome to the show, uh, my good friend Allison Longenbach from Napaville, the NAP. How are you Hello. this morning? Hello. 
I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing you feeling good. better? I'm feeling better. I'm hanging in there. You know, I'm hanging in there. I'll probably will go get some rest after the show and uh, make sure I'm, I'm good to go for the for next week. I'm always a believer that you can push really, 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 really hard. But at some point, you have to listen <laughs> to your body and slow down and stop. Because if you slow down and stop, if you don't, your body will slow you down and stop you. And so um, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. But I will probably make sure I put my head down on the pillow um, after I run by the office for a bit today. But um, Allison, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. I know there's some hot topics that you guys are dealing with out there in uh, Naperville. But I also wanted, if you have... Um, I, I wanted you to kind of give folks some some thoughts about grassroots work that not only they can do, but you actually have done and are doing as it relates to uh, some of the upcoming elections and things that you've worked on in the past. So the floor is yours, my dear. Oh, I thank you. Um, yeah, from a from a grassroots perspective, it's for me, it's kind of that, that personal touch. And so I have been involved over, over the years. So since, you know, 2017, when we all had that, that wake up call, um, you know, I've been involved with, with grassroots things from there. And, you know, I, I write a lot of postcards. Um, I started back when the, it was the Alabama Senate race back with Doug Jones. I probably wrote, you know, 250 postcards to voters, um, for that. And I have just, you know, continued, I am on a lot of mailing lists. So I, you know, I get, I get emails from, you know, different organizations looking to write postcards and they provide you, sometimes they provide the postcards. Sometimes they just provide the the list of, of addresses and a script and you write them and you put your own stamps on them and you mail them out to the voters. It might be you know, all different things. Um, just reminding people to vote. Here's the date of the election. So generic, but also very specific to different candidates um, all over the country. So that's that's one of the main things that, that I've been involved with over you know the last few years. So for, for those of you who may not recall, um, Allison uh, last year ran um, and successfully won one of the Naperville uh, City Council seats. And um, she is a member of the Naperville City Council. Um, the reason that that's important, you guys, is when I talk about getting involved in elections that are not in your immediate area and, and what I have deemed as a purple plan, um, Allison is a great example of the candidate doing the groundwork, but then post-candidacy, pre, pre-candidacy, candidacy, and since elected, that she's still in that mode. So one of the things that I think that I found extremely compelling is that Allison was doing this work, and she, and she said it, the, the, the folks got the wake-up call uh, in 2017 about getting involved, um, and we saw that with all the marches, et cetera. Uh, at the same time, she used that same strategy to help in her own uh, campaign last year. Is that, is that correct? Yes, it, it is. So, like, you know, when I've done my own, you know, personal writing for, for others, I, I always search out that local candidate. I wrote them for a school board candidate in Idaho, for example. Like, um, you know, there was a city council person in, like, Long Island that I wrote for. So that local was, I, I know they need help. We had a postcard party for my own campaign where we wrote, you know, 2,500 postcards that we sent out and it was, you know, personal, I am a friend of Allison's, please, you know, this is why she would be a good candidate. And so we sent out, you know, 2,500 handwritten postcards 
to voters um, just for, for my own um, my own run. And that that really helps when you see somebody, something that's handwritten. We get so many flyers during campaign season. I mean, you're probably getting, you know, five to ten of them a day from all different all different areas. But when you get that personal handwritten one, it, it means a lot. And so hopefully they put it up on their, their refrigerator and it reminds them to vote or with local runs and nonpartisan races, especially like city council, you don't know who you're supposed to vote for. And so some people don't vote. Like we've seen local elections, like it's a, it's a paltry percentage of, of people who get involved um, and who actually vote, which is really sad because local politics is really where it affects your day-to-day life. So um, the grassroots is, is super important at that level. Allison, what do you think we need to do um, collectively, that those of us that are progressive liberal Democrats, um, what do you think we need to do to in, increase voter turnout? And then we're going to talk, let's just talk about local and then we can expand that. But what do you think we need to do to improve the turnout of local elections? Um, I mean, postcards help, but door knocking is, is, is number one. Like I was out when I, when I was running, I was knocking on doors all over Naperville. Um, you know, unfortunately most, you know, you, you don't get a whole lot of hits. I think maybe I had a you know 30% hit rate as far as people opening the doors. Cause a lot of people aren't home or they get the ring doorbell and they don't answer, but 30% is actually a, a decent percentage of, of um, doors opened and to have that conversation and it, it, it helps so that they, they've met you. Once you've met somebody and they feel like, you know, they, they don't know you, but that, that personal contact means quite a lot. And so meeting people where they are um, in front of them is, is really important. Um, you know, other things are, you know, find out where they're, they're looking like we need to really increase voter turnout for, for the youth, for, for kids over 18 who have just registered. So whether it's getting out on TikTok, I mean, I had TikTok videos, whether it was explaining something that's going on at the city or just a, you know, whatever it was, it was on the, the platform where they are active. And so, I mean, kids, they're not, definitely not on Facebook. So like I was, I was on all of them. I was on TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and every single one has a different kind of interaction. And so whether you're putting the same thing up on all three, that's totally fine, but you got to meet people where they are and where, where they're looking. And um, increasingly that's where people are getting their, their information. So that's really important. So do you think structurally that the, the, the I'm going to just say uh, generically, the DNC on a federal level, we know that that's headed by Jamie Harrison, and then we get into local markets. Do you think that they're missing, and if they are or not, what would be your recommendation? But do you think that they're missing that last real salient point that you made about go where, meet them where they are? I think a little bit. I mean, I don't know what their strategy, I haven't seen them on TikTok, so maybe they, maybe they are. Um, but you've got to make it kind of exciting and fun and make people want to get out to vote. And, and, you know, going into, to this fall, you know, depending on what happens with, with everything, I mean, it's, there's going to be a lot of compelling reasons why we need to get people excited to go to vote. Um, because there's, it's, it, the alternative would be really bad. So um, we need to make people excited about it. We need to keep talking about it. 
um, and to meet them in those in those places. I, is he on TikTok? Is the is the Democratic organization on TikTok? I know Biden joined TikTok just a few weeks ago. I haven't seen if he's made any more posts, but like things like that can't hurt, in my opinion. Yeah, and it, and it's interesting because I've heard that statement before. Meet them where they are, um, and I. I I see that in my business uh, world, and that's one of the reasons that I really appreciate what you said about um, you know the handwritten notes. I'm still a handwritten thank you card person when it comes to my clients and who I work with, and and I've even um, you know uh, toyed with the idea of of uh, some of my first impressions uh, starting to go in the direction of of a personally written handwritten note to, uh, you know, p- p- potential clients, because you're one of the things that I've, I've learned from that, that mechanism, whether it be for business or for politics or for some social, um, event is that we all still like getting something in the mail. I've talked to people that are in their twenties, in their forties and their sixties, and everybody still likes that thing that they get to put their hands on that came in their mailbox. And so I, that I, I think that's such a powerful tool politically right now is the handwritten note and it's and it's really you know like you said you had you had some uh some uh, postcard writing parties and you got out 2500 that's extraordinary yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was a lot people took um packets we probably each were able to write maybe 100 in that you know couple of hours that we were together and then people asked for more and it's nice to get one whether it's you know, like you could get your as a candidate, you could have your your mom send send them out. Please vote for my daughter. Like something like that is is a fun way to do it, and it personalizes it. And um, yeah, it's 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 a nice thing to do. And yeah, I, I like I like getting mail. I like getting that handwritten note, and it's much much less generic than all of those other flyers that we're getting because we, we will get so many. Yeah. Well, I, I did some quick Googling. Um, I, I, I've, I say this often. I don't know. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. I didn't know the answer to the question about uh, DNC chair Jamie Harrison. It looks as though he is on TikTok. Now, is the DNC uh, at large on? Um, I think so as well. But that's. I, I will tell you, that because you said that, and, and because you certainly asked the question, I'm going to uh, make that one of my um, outreaches to the DNC, is that, you know, um, from a from a grassroots on the ground level, right here in the Chicago metropolitan area, we have a person that won their candidacy, uh, won their their race, um, and one of the tools that they used was, you know, uh, going where people are, i.e., mailings, and certainly um, utilizing TikTok. So I'll make a point of, of sending them. You know, you can email you can email the organization, and, and we hope that uh, one of the staff members does get those emails and, and puts those to to use. So I'll definitely do that. Do that. Well, um, go ahead. And even just to, to, to further that, like your local campaign offices. So whether it's, you know, for your, for your state senators or your, um, you know, federal senators and, and Congress people, like they will have people on the ground and they are sending postcards out as well. Like I wrote out, I wrote a ton of postcards for Congressman Bill Foster mm-hmm. in the last, you know, two years ago. And they, you know, they will have lists of people that they want to get these. And so if you are in, you can reach and get in contact with them and they will provide those as well. I would, I would be willing to bet that all of them will be having postcard 
um, writing campaigns as well. That's awesome. So you could do that locally, not just from a DNC perspective. There are also organizations like Postcards to Swing States. Um, they do a lot. Um, there's another one called Tony the Democrat. Um, on that one, they tend to get involved with more you know local local events. Although I did write a ton of postcards for um, Tom. Um, Suozzi, the, mm-hmm. the guy who was running in, um, New, in York New York yeah. for, yeah, so I wrote a bunch for him, like all random campaigns all over the country, some small, some big, and that's a really fun one to do because people get really creative with the postcards because you provide your own postcards, so you can design your own. I've seen ones where people write postcards out of cereal boxes, people watercolor them, like there are beautiful pieces of art that people are putting out there on behalf of candidates. And so it's, it's, it's fun to get involved with those they, and they vet people. So it's not like, you know, some knuckleheads doing you're, something you're crazy. Writing things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So one of the things that I want to do, Allison, and I appreciate you calling in today and I know you've got uh, your regular life stuff to get, get on top of, but one of the things I really want to do is you have you as a voice um, in this space, because as I said to you uh, two weeks ago, it's one thing for it's one thing for someone to talk about it, but it's another thing for a person who who's done it, both for their campaign and for that those of others to be able to talk in this space. So I'm not going to keep you too much longer this morning. I appreciate you calling in, but I do want to kind of have you be one of our voices of expertise in this space because when people hear this from someone like you who has tested the waters and done it, it adds credibility to it, and I think that that's what a lot of people need to hear in this run-up to this, all of these elections between now and uh, the, the general election uh, in, in November. So it's an honor to have you have you on the show this morning. Uh, you guys have heard her voice before. You've heard her successes. And um, Allison, thank you so much for tuning, for calling in this morning. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And, um, and I do agree with Bob, your previous caller, that you are a know-it-all, and that's a good thing. <laughs> Well, I took a sip of uh, water real quick, so I didn't want to cough on myself. <laughs> Allison, thanks so much, dear. Have a great day today, and uh, we'll have you on again in the future. Thanks so much for calling in. All right. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Hey, guys, we'll see your calls on hold. We're going to get them right after the break. That's Allison Longenbaugh, <clears throat> a Naperville City Council member. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. The number is 773-763-9278. Choose yours. We'll be right back. You're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, uh, thanks for, for holding on the line. That's, uh, we're back to Choose Views, 773-763-9278. Let's go to Dave in Hoffman Estates. Hey, happy March 1st, Dave. Thanks so much for holding. We had a crazy morning, and as you know how it rolls here. But how are you doing today? What's happening? Good. Uh, understood. No, good morning, Richard, and uh, congratulations on one month. Yeah, wow. And um, um, really good air because uh, next Friday, it will be 16 years ago, this little fledgling show called Back on the Beat started <laughs> with Chicago Icon and, you know, uh, Dick K. Yep. And I, you know, I was like with your show, I went right at the beginning with him and, uh, I wasn't sure, you know, and uh, the, uh, of all of them, you know, I started following afterwards, you are the closest to Dick, mm-hmm. I found, you know, where you, you push a lot, you get multiple callers, you know, and you respect each one of their views, you know, oh, and you. Uh, 
Thank you, Dave. You're in verified air, my friend. You know, just as you can tell by in the bullpen, more and more people calling. You know, getting ready to call. Well, I appreciate Dick that. Had that. Yeah, Dick was a legend. No. And I had a chance to meet him a few times, and um, he was always uh, genuinely cordial to folks and and I, I i really appreciated that from him i learned a yeah. lot from from dick um not not being a journalist i'm not putting myself in that space what i learned from him was just the, the capacity to listen when you have people call in and i you know i think i'm a reasonably uh good sponge of things but i appreciate you saying that and i'm just dave i'll tell you guy and all of you guys who are listening i'm gonna do my best to do a good job here and keep leaning in and helping us move this thing forward and just providing you guys with a great opportunity a great space let me put it that way to to bring information to what we're all trying to learn and do better at so i appreciate that dave more than you can imagine Hey, believe you me, because I, I don't know if you ever did get that uh, note or letter. I, I did. I did. I, I tried to sneak in a thank you one, on one of your calls when you called in last week, and I didn't oh, want to. No you can share it with your wife, Anne, but I prefer just you two guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, just, that came from inside. That comes from inside, and you know that. And, um, but, uh, you know, yeah, Hartman and Slap, but I mean, Dick K was one of us. He's approachable. You know, and and like Dick, you let you know, well, he's like myself. No, I'll answer, and then you listen, and then you answer. You know, to me, and I'll listen. You know, it's called a conversation. There it is. You know, it's an interesting, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't start, but he's that. But anyway, just know that you're. You know, you to me anyway. You know, from what I've been found, you are the closest because I used to tell him. You're often duplicated, but never or imitated, but never duplicated. Well, you're damn close to being imitated, but, you know, being duplicated. So thank you very much. All right, I, um, let me get to you real quick. I know you're going to have a few. Right? <clears throat> yeah, I, I mentioned that uh, that I read a story yesterday where in Arizona that they had a bill that would make shooting and killing migrants on, on property on their property legal. Yeah, I saw that too. That's crazy. Uh, that 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 yeah, actually. Do you know what, Dave? What I when I saw that 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 actually made the hair on the back of my neck stand up because I thought, yeah, the, all all you need, the, the, the how that can go sideways so quickly is unbelievable. When you think uh, about that, yeah, I mean they're gonna they'll be keep. Uh, they, oh, I had to use deadly force on these you know trespassers or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. But as long as they're just, you know, brown people, that's who they might have to open up on, you know? Yeah, the next thing that's going to be, I mean, this is the concern. I don't know if you've looked at it this way either, Dave, is a concern that then suddenly it's going to be like this situation where the, the gentleman, I don't know if it was in Colorado or where it was, that he was serving a, a warrant for um, an eviction. The next thing you know, if Arizona is able to, if this stays on the books, is that, you know, anytime you see somebody getting close to you, and it's kind of somewhat like the stand your ground law in Florida, that, you know, then we're going to literally be the wild, wild west, literally that Arizona's a western state, and they're just going to start shooting people that they don't like that they got too close to them. You know, it, it's, ugh, ugh. I no, t- I just, uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's crazy. It's making open season now, so <laughs> And uh, to clear out, like yesterday, you had it pretty well what I was going to talk about with Hunter Biden. The only thing was where he had, he threw it right back in their face when uh, told those Republicans that, he said, what about, uh, 
Jared Kushner with his deal in the, with foreign governments after he got out of the White House. Yeah. You know, they ain't doing good for him. Yeah. I saw a clip, and, and I'll try to, maybe I'll have it next week. Um, I saved it. It was a clip of Jim, Jim Jordan being asked by someone from Newsmax, I think it was. It may have, been, it may have been Fox. I don't want to get that wrong. But he was asked a question, or it was it was brought to his attention during some interview he did. So it's Hunter Biden had said, so what about, to your point, Dave, um, This what, where's the investigation of, of Jared Kushner for the $2 billion deal, blah, blah, blah. And Jim Jordan's response was, well, um, we really weren't aware of that, or some, some lame A excuse rationalizing that what what uh, uh, Kushner did was nothing in the same you know vein of what they're accusing Hunter Biden of doing. And it just showed how just partisan this process is and how much BS is involved in it. Yep. Listen, uh, I'm closing, getting back to Dick and that. He opened up my eyes on many things, you know, you know thoughts, you know, that I beliefs that I might have had one time were not necessarily correct and you and uh, Richard or you and uh, Eric in some ways I thought you know myself too on some things from your point of view you know from the black point of view that I did not know well thank you so, for saying that and, and, I'll, and I'll pass that on to Eric as well um, I think that's yeah, our responsibility okay. I think that's a responsibility that we carry is to share our perspective, but also make sure you hear someone else's perspective. Because I, I, this is one of the things that I, that I think I've learned, Dave, is that I can, I, I, people put a lot of phrases out there. It's okay to disagree, but don't be disagreeable. Well, sometimes you need to be disagreeable to get to the core of why someone might be thinking or feeling a certain way. Then you can work back from that and both of you can grow. So sometimes you do have to yell and scream because then you go, okay, now I know what drives that person. Maybe I can learn something about their passion and, and then most certainly they'll learn something about mine. That's, you know, mm-hmm. like when people say, Dave, don't, let's not talk about race or not talk about religion or whatever. I'm like, nah, we got to talk about it. Cause if we don't talk about it, then we're both going to run off with assumptions about certain things. And those assumptions are what get us in trouble. In my humble opinion, I could be wrong, but I don't know. No, that, that's why I like the part with Dick, though. He took everybody's story. Yeah. You know, everybody has a you know? We do. We're all a little different. We all got interesting stories, you know, you know, like that. And you're doing the same, so keep it up, man. Keep it up, and uh, have a good weekend. I will, Dave. You too. Be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Be well, my man. Uh, I say this sometimes, and we're going to go quick break. Um, uh, collectively, guys, put your arms around that that kind of uh, personality and day. Make sure that the people that you care about that have that perspective like he does, not about me, but about how we all connect with each, with each other, make sure you protect those folks in your life that are those people because they're trying to be um, effective in what we do, which is hopefully try to communicate with each other. So we're going to hit a quick break, guys. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey guys, we're back. This is Choose Views. If you're just tuning in, the number is 773-763-9278. I am a grateful dude um, for comments that uh, just put down were just put down by my man Dave uh, and Bob earlier. I am thankful beyond your, you can imagine. Um, to be able to be in this space to help out. And um, 
I think my mother and father would be proud. So, shout outs to Heidi, Indy Armour, Dwayne, J. Lloyd, Lady Jane. Oh, my goodness. Rum and Coke, Carol, Sarah, Gary, Rock Lester, my man Cliff Schechter, I am Lectern, Deborah. Um, you guys are Optimus P. Shane, golly, you guys are amazing. You're absolutely amazing. And I'm so thankful and grateful for you following our show, following our station and the other broadcasts that we have. Um, You know, it it sounds uh, kitschy to say this, but it's truthful for me. We would not be here being able to do what we do if it weren't for the listeners that follow us on on social media. I know that Henry's looking at the Facebook uh, 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 feed right now, Facebook Live. Guys, I mean, I I just want to keep doing this and making it bigger for you guys, giving you guys an even bigger platform to to comment. Um, It's it's a blessing to have folks like Allison call in to talk about, you know, I mean, this is grassroots on the ground, sleeves rolled up activity from someone who ran for an office, won, and applied some tools that she knows work to her campaign. And I mean, I didn't know this, Henry, but she got, she did, she did cards for Tom Swazi. That, that, it's crazy as hell. It's cool as hell too. I mean, that is so right on. Mm -hmm. And, and that, I look at it like this in terms of the investment to do something like that, both in time and the money that it takes to do it. And it's not terribly expensive, but I look at it as a small investment in our future. If you spent $500 to help out, you know, five campaigns, a hundred, whatever it is, I'm just throwing out some numbers. If you did that and in the long run, that's long. First of all, that's long game thinking. I'm going to put $500 of my money toward helping four or five campaigns throughout the country. That's long-term investment in, in, in your democracy. It just is. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I, um, when I talk about budgeting, um, you know, put that in your, figure out how, if you can. I mean, I say that respectfully because I'm not trying to get in anybody's personal business in this space. But figure out if it's in your budget. Start with what Allison said, reaching out to the different uh, locales the different campaigns of those offices and so forth, whether you start with uh, Jamie Harrison's DNC office there or if you go local. And I think you might want to go local first or you could do both, a little bit of both. I don't want to tell you which one to do. I want to tell you to do it. But, you know, then then sit down and look at your budget and say, listen, I can put $500 toward this activity. Um, and maybe that will go further than sending, the can- sending five, five different uh, races $100. I don't know. That's a decision you make. But get involved and do these things. And the lines just lit up. So I got to shut up and get to the phones after Henry gets these uh, calls that just came in. All right. So this is something that I saw online. I wanted to share it with you guys. It's about other races. We have control of the cookie, of how the cookie crumbles if we win these races to defend our Senate majority. Bob Casey is running in Pennsylvania. Reach out to his campaign. I'll have more information on that next week. Um, Jackie Rosen out in Nevada. She's catching hell out there. So y'all need to reach out to her campaign and see what you can do. Jackie Rosen in Nevada. Tammy Baldwin, neighboring state up in Wisconsin. Um, She's going to catch hell this time around. A strong, strong LGBTQ senator. Um, uh, And so you all need to get involved in her race. And I talked about Sherrod Brown and John Tester. But these are three more I wanted to add. Bob Casey in Pennsylvania, Jackie Rosen in Nevada, and Tammy Baldwin right next door to us in Wisconsin for those who are physically here. But to Allison's point earlier, you can get involved in other races by just calling up and and finding out what can I do. Um, 
you got to leave it on the field, everybody. We got to all leave it on the field this time. We don't have a choice. And then we won't have to have this conversation like this in the future. We'll have a different conversation, but we won't have to have this one. So I um, just wanted to put that out to you guys. Uh, we are probably better off grabbing calls. And I, I had a clip I wanted to play for you guys, uh, but I, I feel more uh, obliged to grab you guys' calls. So, um, Henry, let's get uh, let's get Jim real quick here in Chicago. Hey, good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Rich? I, I applaud your uh, – that, that is the right way to go is to look at these, the Senate because I think we're going to win – the uh, White House and the, uh, House. the House of Representatives. But you're right, because I think that's the real uh, difficulty. But my thought for the weekend is uh, the front runner for the Grand Old Party is going to save, going to uh, address our budget in the United States, our deficit in the United States. But what about his deficit of a billion dollars? What's he go five? Four hundred. I can't count that. High. Yeah, four and a half billion at a hundred thousand dollars a day, and he he's having a problem figuring out his deficit, let hey, alone hey. addressing the deficit of the United States. Hey Jim, check this go out. Ahead, Rich. Check, no, no, no. Just check this out for a second. So it's four hundred and fifty-five million dollars. It's rough, rough numbers. But here's what's crazy. The interest that is owed and accumulating, accruing rather, is more than the mean income in America. Annual income. Oh, I got it. That, is, that, that right day. there should, it should cause people to pump their brakes. And I'm hoping the DNC creates a commercial surround, surrounding that. That the amount of interest that he's been levied is more than the average income, household income in America. That's a damn shame. Right. I, but it's a great commercial, Richard. I agree with you. And you have a great weekend. And uh, just keep a good thought. Thank you, Richard. Thanks, Thank Jim. You for taking my call. Be safe, my, Uncle Jim. Well, I'm calling him Uncle Jim because he reminds me of my Uncle Robert um, in many ways, who's deceased. But uh, he was a great dude. Jim, thanks for the call. Um, let's get uh, let's get my man Brian and Joliet real quick. Uh, good morning. Hey. Uh, I'm uh, just uh, phoning. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, is... Uh, Eric uh, Grant uh, ever going to join you between six and eight a.m. He he said to me that he will make us uh, he'll make a phone in stop in every now and again, but he said it's too damn early for him to get up in the morning. So I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold him to that, Brian. I'm gonna let him know you called and asked that question. But he did tell me that he would you know he would share his thoughts with us here some morning. So I'm gonna figure out how to integrate him into the process. So uh, hopefully we can make that happen, uh, Brian. How have you been well, doing, though, otherwise? You've been good? Uh, I've been hanging in there. Thank you. Uh, I was going to say, uh, whatever became of Santita? Uh, Santita? Uh, Shan- yes, Santita Jackson. Yeah, she's still part of the, uh, I'll call it the extended broadcast that we do. Um, and if you Google her name, she'll, it'll come up and you can find her uh, that way. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's kind of what's happening in that space. Well, I wish her well, and uh, me too. I uh, uh, supported uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson for president in 1984. Voted for him in '84 and '88. So I wish so he did I. Became. So did I. Here's a little, and Brian, you probably know this, and, and if you don't, then add this to your to your uh, to your list of new knowledge. But Reverend Jackson, Reverend Jesse Jackson, um, unless it's changed, but last time I checked. 
he was responsible for more people getting registered to vote than any other candidate during their candidates candidacy than any other candidate democrat or republican or independent than any other candidate in the history modern history of the of the united states presidential campaigns um and it was grassroots i mean uh, Reverend Jackson is the epitome of of grassroots organization uh, in my lifetime, and certainly potentially in yours as well. Would that be a fair statement? Well, uh, I believe uh, he definitely should have been uh, president in 84 and in 88. I was hoping greatly that he would have become president then. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people were in the same uh, a boat as you were then, and, and I was too. That was uh, I remember that 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 campaign season very very well. So, Brian, thank you so much for your call. I hope everything goes well for you this weekend, and get out and enjoy uh, our reasonably good weather as we are the first day of March 2024. But thank you so much for your call, and I'll pass the information on to Eric that we need to get him on here as well. Thank you very much. All right, Brian, have a great day. Um, so. Coming up on a break in a second, but um, ah, let's see. Got to got to navigate this just the right way so we thread the needle and I don't make Henry crazy. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's do this. Let's go to Jerome real quickly before we hit this break. Hey, Jerome. Good morning, and welcome to Choose Views. How are you today? I'm good, Chu. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm fighting through this uh, this uh, snotty face uh, phase, and I'm going through, but I'm hanging in there, man. I got you on my asthmatic too, so I know what you're going through, brother. But uh, where are you calling what, from? What I wanted, huh? Where are you calling from? Well, I'm, I'm in Wisconsin, but I grew up in North Chicago, next to Waukegan. There you go. There you go. Talk to us. What's happening? And, yeah, and uh, actually, uh, I'm a musician. I I was in a studio with Curtis Mayfield, Jerry Butler, and uh, Ice Man. Uh, yeah, back in the day in 1972. So I'm 71 years old. Okay. But, yeah, so what I want to, want to talk about when uh, Trump says to the people, I'm being indicted for you, nobody ever asked him, what did I do? You know, the person. Mm-hmm. What did we do? Because I want to see what his answer would be. I think it would stop him. I what? don't think he would know what to say. It would be. I mean, that's that's some of the problem. This is going to sound a little egotistical, you guys, but it's not meant to be egotistical. I wish I could ask some of those follow up questions because that's what doesn't yeah. happen. Like, okay, so tell us. All right, so if that's the case, then, then what is it that 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 the your I, I I just I feel the same way you do, Jerome. That doesn't happen yeah. enough. It, it, you no. know, where's the next question and the next and the and the and this is where, you know, Eric and I joke about this a lot on, on the family meeting. I would be like, wait a minute. Hold on, player. I didn't ask you that question. And don't right. try to don't try to pivot to your to your talking points. Answer my question. That's Answer what my question. Th- 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 just like Jerome, just like when we were growing up, you're 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 two years younger than my older sister. But I remember growing mm-hmm. up even to this day. I have a reverence to my older sister because if she asks me something, I'm going to answer her question. Okay. Cause, That's right. Cause I know what's going to happen. If I don't, she will look at me and tilt her head. Like, did you not understand the question? I just asked you, I'm a grown ass man. Right. She's a, she's my grown ass older sister, but I'm going to answer That's her question. Right. Cause I know what's coming. If I don't, that's what these journalists right. are not doing. They're not pressing them. They're saying, not doing it. Hey man, I didn't ask and you that question. I asked you this question. <laughs> and you know, too, if you ask him that question, he couldn't answer it. No. I know it. You're absolutely right. He could not right. answer. He wouldn't know what to say. 
And they would try to pivot to talk about some of the normal BS that comes out of their mouths. Yeah, and I'd be like, exactly right. no, 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 don't waste your time. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this over <laughs> here. And that's, I, I, b- believe me, Jerome, I would carry that bu- that that bucket of galvanized water for you. If I get it, believe me, I would be like, hey, man, or lady, I didn't ask you that. Like, like here's, this, right. this, this is what that's cracks right. me up about how Charlemagne the God let Nikki Haley go on about racism and, and the Civil War. Yes. I was like, dude, yes. step in. She's, she's campaigning on your show, dude. And, that's right. I mean, it's like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Are you going to punk out like that and let her just campaign on your show as a representing that's black right. man? What the hell? Uh, man. It burns me up, too, because we can see right through it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I really, I really appreciate your show. I really appreciate what you're talking about. I listen to you. I've been listening to you for the last, well, I was Santina before, but I'm glad you're on there because you're right at the point where, what we need to talk about. Well, thank you, Jerome. And you're I, at it. I, I really appreciate that. I appreciate your support. And, yes. And next time I call in, uh, I'm, I'm with a, I'm, my group is called Timeless in the Wind. And we, uh, I play with a lot of guys out of Chicago. I'm still playing music. But I'm going to leave with your, uh, the person I answered the phone, I leave my information with him. Okay. So, uh, That'd be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. We appreciate that. Jerome, listen, man, enjoy this weekend. Stay safe. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you again in the future. And and Henry will. will, will, will Nothing but love. Take care, man. All right, man. Be well. Bye-bye. You too. What a great call, you guys. Um, It's it's um, it's really cool to hear from folks uh, with Jerome's. position or thoughts on things um and you know guys it gets it it can get intense in this conversation about how the media is or is not handling some of the questions of people that they're talking to and their answers as it were and and it just it's it is as jerome said it's frustrating to watch it's like why are you in that chair why are you doing that work if you're not and i know the answer in part Many times, and this is what I've said in, on social media, and I said this on the family meeting, um, that a lot of times people don't realize that the person on camera is being directed by the C-suite. So if you want to have an impact, and I'm going to bring some, I'm going to, one of my notes of things I want to cover and talk about in the weeks to come is how to go after the media, as it rela- the mainstream media, as it relates to the articles that are written in the papers and as it relates to the things that are broadcast on the networks. There's a way to go after them, and I'm going to share that with you guys in the next week or so. Um, gosh, we got a we got a lot to do. Uh, let's hit this quick break, uh, real quick break, guys. We'll come right back. We got a couple more callers, and we're going to wrap up the show. It's Chew's View with Richard Chew on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey guys, it's Choose Views. We are wrapping up this show, ending the starting the month of March and, and ending our fourth week. And I'm thankful as hell. Uh, real quick, let's grab Roosevelt. Um, hey Roosevelt, welcome to Choose Views. What's going on this morning? Got to make it quick, as you know, we're coming to the end of the show. But go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, thank you for taking my call, Richard. Hey, listen, I want to say is where's the retraction from Fox News and calling for uh, all this time, calling the Biden crime family. Mm-hmm. Constantly, constantly, every time they reported it. And where's Jim Jordan apologizing to the family, the Biden family in general, because they refer to all of them as crooks, yeah. as, as the Biden crime family. I know. So these guys are, are quick to, to lay down. And by the way, I firmly believe that Jim Jordan and Comer and all those knuckleheads, 
uh, knew about it, and they knew there was a false that that guy uh, Alexander, whatever Smirnov, you know, was full of you know. They knew that it was false, false uh, mm-hmm. evidence. How so, could you? How could you not listen, Roosevelt? You and I've been around the block a little bit. How could you have access to all of this? This the detail. All this information and not know that this dude was full of bullpucky, right? I mean, how could you not know that? You're at the you're at the tip of the spear of an, from an investigative arm of the uh, House of Representatives, and you didn't know that this cat was 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 throwing you some of that stuff. I mean, come on, man. And to and to and to and to repeat what a famous knucklehead president, Russia, Russia, Russia was connected with Russia too. Come on, man. So, yeah, so there was no collusion, all right? Come on, give me a break. So that's what I wanted to say, you know. They And, and he should sue, period. I'm talking about Hunter. They're going to mess around and find out. I mean, seriously, they're going to mess around. They're not, they're not immune from a lawsuit for um, abuse of power in this space. You know, I've, I've read from a number of attorneys that that's not off the table. So, Roosevelt, listen, man, have a great Thank weekend. Um, have, and Same I, to you and your family. You too, man. Be safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Um, hey, Henry, can we go to our man? I'm, Henry's hands are just, he's got, he had to, here we go again. You guys are just so wonderful with calling in that we can't keep up. Uh, let's go to Alvin real quick before they wrap up the show. Hey, Alvin, welcome. How are you doing? Alvin. Alvin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? what? That you would think I went through a lot of that, but I didn't because I grew up in Mississippi. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, but I wanted—I told him I wanted to end it on like a light note. I used to work in Caterpillar, right? Okay. And uh, just uh, they brought in this guy to, to clean it up, a fixer, I guess you could say. And uh, he uh, was getting the company ready to sell. So, and you know, I was the last person. We did like uh, you know they call them a B session. Or they talk and say how good the company's doing, blah, blah. And then it's like, well, when are we going to get a raise, you know, for us? That'd be our question. And then they end the movie. So I was like, okay. I'm the last person. So I said, like, okay, let me end this uh, on a light note. And I was like, and he was like, okay. And it was like, uh, I, asked him, I asked him a question. I was like, what do uh, Congress, and I was, I was going to say Caterpillar, but I don't want to get fired today. <laughs> what does Congress what does Congress big business and a colossomy bag have in common? Oh no. And then it set it up perfect. And he was like, Colossomy bag? And I was like, Yeah, they're all full of crap. Yeah, you like yeah, write that down. I'm gonna use that. Well, you got you, 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 you got to use that one, man. You got at, at the next family pick family get together. You got to use that one. You walk in the door with yeah, your uh, well. <laughs> they might not know. They, they, well, my 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 family here in Chicago. Yeah, they might know. Yeah, but you know, down in Mississippi, <laughs> they they just call it. You know, yeah, you know what they call it, whatever they call it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I hear you. Hey, another thing before I forget, have a senior moment and be like, man, I should have asked him. Make sure you get in touch with Karen. So, yep. Oh yeah, yeah. we got it. We got okay. it's, it's 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 on my list of things to get get squared away this weekend. Okay. So don't worry. We okay. we will uh, we'll keep moving that forward. My man Alvin, sure. I know you're at work. Uh, do your thing today oh, yeah. and have oh, a fantastic yeah. weekend. It's supposed to well, it's supposed to be pretty decent. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And we look oh, forward yeah. to hearing from you again next week. 
I will call you next week. All right, Alvin. Have a good weekend, man. <laughs> Take care. All you right. too. Bye-bye. That's my man Alvin giving us a holler this Friday, March 1st. So listen, guys, as always, stay tuned for our WCPT progressive lineup. That would include the Stephanie Miller Show, who is my radio sister on the West Coast. Uh, Tom Hartman, who is the professor of everything progressive. Joan Esposito, live, local, and progressive. And, of course, Patty Vasquez, my bookend that will be driving you guys home. So make sure to stay stay tuned in for our, our lineup of shows throughout the rest of this day. Um, Wow, what a what a Friday! Um, and I'm gonna go and put my head down on a pillow and, and get right so that uh, I'm uh, get past whatever this uh, snotty face thing is is causing. But guys, listen, I'll finish up where I kind of started today. Um, we as progressives have to move full steam ahead. Uh, listen, I know it's work, and I know it takes a tremendous amount of commitment. Um, and it, it, it's something that I can repeat, and I don't think you guys will be too upset with me for repeating this over and over again. But you got to look in the mirror and ask the question, have I done enough? Or maybe put it in a positive vein, what can I do more to help in this conversation? As Allison Longenbach said, uh, the grassroots, it works. She's proof positive of that. And I want you guys to take um, a little bit of lesson from her. It works. She did it for her own campaign. And she did it for others. I mean, how, how do we not, how do we not know that the that the effort that she put for forward for Tom Swazi in New York District Three? Um, how do we not know that you know five or ten people got uh, one of her postcards, and that led to you know a tenfold, and then another tenfold of people that decided to say, you know what, um, maybe I should re- uh, revisit my vote for Tom. How do we not know? How do we? How can we not know that that didn't actually happen? So that's what I'm talking about when I say that we've got a lot of work to do, but we can do it and we can move full steam ahead as progressives. And if I'm leaving you with anything this weekend other than fun stuff to do in Chicago, Riverwalk, Museum of Science and Industry, and Shred Aquarium, is take some time and figure out who, whose campaign you're going to help. I'll leave you guys with that. It's been a great week. It's been a great month. Thank you for tuning in to Choose Views, and we will see you guys next week.